Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today, we're talking about food pairing. Now, food pairings are a very well-known concept, but not a very well-understood concept. And we're going to get into all the whys and hows of it in this episode. So, uh, stay tuned and get your plates of cheese and crackers ready. So, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So I'm looking forward to tasting all this food that we've got in front of us today. We got uh, Shiraz to pair with some very dark chocolate. It's uh, 90%. 90%, that's right. Wow. And we've got a musket that we were drinking last week to pair with a double brie. Yes, and uh, these are slightly different to the very common pairings you may have heard of. We, we might as well start by talking about the, the more commonly known pairings, because mm. there's the ones that everybody knows of, like sparkling white wine and oysters, which is a good match because the bubbly sweet taste of the sparkling white balances out the saltiness of the oysters. Yeah, very, very true. And beer with your steak, or red wine with your steak. Really? Yeah, or uh, even whiskey with steak, hmm. which I, I myself have even been known to use whiskey when cooking steak. And the, the flavors just complement each other so well. Uh, Pinot Noir or Merlot go fantastically in and with uh, Italian food like Bolognese or Cabanara. Maybe not Cabanara. It's a white wine for Cabanara. But yeah, all, all your red meats tend to be paired very heavily with red wines and white meats like fish, chicken, uh, other poultry. They go with your whites. Yeah, absolutely. With, um, yeah, with fish having such a delicate flavor, the lighter taste of white wine can complement it without overpowering it mm. and generally the the more commonly known pairings i've found are, are more based on the strength of the flavors than anything else and just attempting to get something with a flavor of a sort of similar strength that won't overpower it mm. but of course tonight we want to uh, we want to go down the rabbit hole a bit in uh, in that regard and move beyond just looking at flavor strength and get down to the nitty gritty of it yeah we want to educate everybody on why a particular brand of wine sorry not a brand a particular style of wine would go with a particular type of food and not just because it's a a red or or we want to go into the more nuts and bolts of it so let's get started let's go let's do a little bit of history first uh I mean, food pairings have been around for as long as wine. You've got ancient China and ancient uh, Italy, even Iran, or Persia as it was called back then, pairing wines with the local food, local wines with local food. And that's just continued on today. Yeah, and I mean, pairing of wines and foods and later beers and foods and, uh, you know, also very popular to pair... You know, aperitifs, though that was usually consumed beforehand, of course, but some liqueurs. Yeah, like the uh, anisette we had a couple of weeks ago, the ouzo, where it goes really well with your or Greek food, your 
uh, antipastos, your pickled veggies. Yeah, and has been paired with that for a very long time. But something that people have uh, only really recently started pairing is uh, spirits and cocktails in uh, a larger way, rather than just drinking it because they wanted to, drinking it because of what they're eating, or eating what they're eating because of what they're drinking. Because drinks like martinis, margaritas, and cosmopolitans are a good match for foods like fish that can soften the taste of the alcohol and Mm. make it less abrupt. Vodka believe it or not, goes very well with uh, caviar or smoked fish. It's like smoked salmon because it's a quite a, a neutral-flavoured spirit and those small flavours that it has are complementary to, to fish. Yeah, it's also very good... Uh to complement pickled things like uh, gherkins or pickled onions. And uh, in fact, traditionally in Russia, a shot of vodka is often followed by a pickled onion or a pickled gherkin. And the uh, and of course, everyone knows the olive in the martini. Yep, absolutely. And uh, there's um, the gin specifically also plays well against uh, chilled seafood, grilled prawns, shrimp cocktails. Mm-hmm because of the botanicals and the juniper and the layering of flavors. Yeah. So if you're listening, you probably already know most of what what we've mentioned so far. But what you might know is that Shiraz goes with chocolate. Yes. One of the far less expected things. I mean, a lot of people will, even by accident, pair foods with things that complement the flavors just Mm. because it's something that they enjoy eating with that drink. Yeah, or that they it, that was the things they had on hand. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, without actively it was, thinking about, I'm going to have this with this because the flavors will go well together. Yeah, and I believe that's how a lot of food pairings originally started, mm. and probably initially how well, people just started drinking wine with food and just suddenly discovered that uh, having this particular wine makes the food taste even better. Yeah. Because I've mentioned the Shiraz and chocolate. Let's give it a go. Yes, so the Shiraz we're drinking today is the Lodestar Shiraz 2014 from South Australia. Very, very strong flavours, this one. It's got that uh, got that acid. Yeah, an acid, quite a bit of a uh, a spicy aftertaste to it. Mm. It's, it's an interesting pairing. I, I may have gone too dark on the chocolate. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it it's not bad. Having just had some chocolate and like chew off the chocolate, swallow it, then immediately follow it with some wine. Mm. The Shiraz tastes quite mellow afterwards. It, yeah, it complements like the the Shiraz may not complement the chocolate, but the chocolate complements the Shiraz. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because the idea was to get something that would go well with the Shiraz mm. rather than you know something that would go well with the chocolate, and certainly it was all an experiment. Yeah, the Shiraz does taste; it does change the whole flavor profile, but in a very mm. positive way. It sort of yeah mellows out the spice and the tannins and, and the bitterness of the chocolate is. It doesn't taste as bitter as I was expecting a ninety percent dark chocolate mm. to taste. Yeah, after well, after you've had the Shiraz, it's yeah. really significantly less. Yeah, so I think that's a, that's a positive food pairing, food food wine pairing. Yes, I, I would agree. At, at first, it didn't seem so. Yeah, and then we had another sip and another bite, and huh, I'm learning something new today. <laughs> yeah, very yeah, interesting. That works really well. So I was concerned that I might have gone slightly too dark with a ninety percent, but yeah, I take it back. Yeah, it's quite nice. So, to let's get into. Oh, have you got anything more on history and culture? Um, I didn't have a lot of history behind it at 
all actually, but um, I did have part of uh, part of the reasoning behind why you pair a Shiraz with a dark chocolate, which was that the the strong, full-bodied, spicy flavors of the wine and the full-flavored business of the dark chocolate result in mellowing each other out. Yeah, it's a, a congruent pairing. Yeah, you, you wouldn't expect you take something with one really strong flavor and something with a really strong, very different flavor, and that they would balance each other. Yeah, it's worked well. Mm. It's worked it's, very well. It's a reason to not be afraid to play with things that you like the taste of to see how they go together. Hmm. Remembering that the first mouthful probably won't be the best because you haven't really got the tastes mixed together on your palate yet. Hmm. So let's get into how things pair together. These nine tips that I've got in front of me from this article from Wine Folly is really quite great. It's sorry, I've still got a bit of chocolate in my mouth. It says, yeah, these these are really good tips for making making stuff up. If you have something that you know is say acidic, uh, you can pair it with something else that's complimentary. So tip number one is that the wine should be more acidic than the food. So for our Shiraz and our chocolate, for example, that's definitely the case. This wine is slightly more acidic than the the chocolate. Than the chocolate, yes. It's it's more tangy. It's got the got those tannins in it, and, and yeah, it, it it's like a a rally in a tennis match. It goes back and forth between your mouth goes back and forth between the two flavors. Between the two flavors, absolutely. And the yeah, you you have to try this, dear listeners. Find find yourselves yeah. an, an acceptable Shiraz and no, don't settle for acceptable. Get a good Shiraz, a, a good Shiraz, <laughs> and a, and your favorite dark chocolate, mm. and have them together. Get a mouthful of Shiraz, follow it with the dark chocolate, and then have the Shiraz again straight after you swallow. Yeah, because that seems to really be where the flavors find their peak. Mm. Tip number two, the wine should be sweeter than the food, which is definitely the case in this one because of the very bitter dark chocolate. There's more cocoa than anything else in this this chocolate we're eating. Yeah, 90%. Yeah. This is, in, in fact, the first time I've ever had a 90% dark chocolate. Mm. Probably a good thing you're pairing mm. it with the wine, otherwise it's a uh, challenge to eat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it'd kill me without the Shiraz. Uh, well, in the tip number three... The wine should have the same flavor intensity as the food, which is another tick with this Shiraz and the chocolate. Um, like, you wouldn't pair the Shiraz with uh, fish, with like a with flake or kingfish or something like that, because the flavors are too unbalanced, and the Shiraz would overwhelm the fish. Yeah, in fact, I, I doubt it would ever be possible to put enough flavor in a fish that you could ever accompany it hmm. with a Shiraz. Yeah. Or your pair, or if you pair a uh, a riesling with steak, it just doesn't quite work because the steak is too full of flavour compared with the riesling. Though in some respects it could, because of the sweet to savoury contrast. Yep. But riesling doesn't have particularly strong flavours. No. These these tips that I'm that we're talking about, they that they, they don't all, they're not always right they're not mm. not going to work 100% of the time but if you start here and work from there you will do pretty well yeah so it's it's a general thing but general tips are good because it gives you a place to begin mm. yeah tip number 4 is red wines pair best with bold flavored meats red meat for example steak uh pork duck uh white wines pair best with light intensity meats Shellfish, prawns, uh, shellfish are prawns, prawns, uh, chicken, chicken uh, bitter wines, 
are best balanced with fat. So that is another tick for this wine. Uh, the Shiraz and chocolate is is full of fat, all the, all the cream in it. Mm, well, dairy well, milk more so. Yeah. Than than this, but. Um, Tip number seven, it is better to match the wine with the sauce than with the meat. So if you have a sweeter wine and a sweet sauce, it's going to work better than a sweet wine and a savory sauce. Mm, Well, and that makes sense because a large amount of the flavor from a dish that's served with a sauce comes from the sauce. Mm. Like uh, one of the one of my favorite things to cook is uh, salmon with uh, cream mustard sauce and it's it's really good and you'd pair that with a a wine that goes well with mustard more so than fish yeah yeah probably i'd say perhaps an unwooded chardonnay might have a flavor profile that would go well with that you you'd know better than me i that's that's (laughs) i've had more wine in the last six months of doing this podcast than i have in the last six years (laughs) <laughs> mm, I just off the top of my head, and we'll, when when you're done with your tips, we'll get to this thought that's just come to my mind. All right. So I'll, I'll hold on to it. We've got two to go. Uh, more Tip number eight. More often than not, white wine, sparkling, and rosé wines create contrasting pairings. And more often than not, red wines will create congruent pairings. So contrasting pairings are ones uh, pairings that have few shared components like, uh, say, lime and coconut. And congruent pairings are ones that have many shared flavours, like beef and mushroom. A, a good example of a complementary pairing or a, or a uh, contrasting pairing is a pina colada. Coconut, pineapple and cream. Yes. You, you wouldn't expect those to go well together, but... But they do. There you have it. Yeah, and as as you said before, when you put the lime in the coconut and drink them both together, then you feel better. <laughs> So, that's it for those tips. You had a thought? Okay, yes. So, now that you've got the tips, if you're going to get the best possible pairings to bring the utmost out of what you're eating and what you're drinking together, knowing the flavor profiles of the drink and the food will always mean you do a better job of it and get a better pairing. Like, knowing what it is that makes, you know, all of the flavors and nuances to a Shiraz and knowing the nuances to a dark chocolate. Like, I had never had a chocolate this dark, but I know what dark chocolate does, and as you make it darker, I know what happens. So I was able to have a good guess that we could probably go very dark Mm. with this Shiraz. It was a very good choice, too. Neither of them overpower each other, and both seem to cancel out the wild wild flavours of the drink. Well, sorry, not cancel, mellow the wild flavours. Like mellow, the wine mellows out the bitterness and the chocolate mellows out the acid. Yes, and of course, talking about things that you know match well and mellow each other out, something else that people have accidentally done for a very long time is to drink beer with salty things because the, the salt helps to enhance the beer. You know, with hot chips or salted pretzels, though usually bars give you salted pretzels to make you thirsty. Yeah, or bar- beer nuts. Yeah, they're a they're a perfect bar snack that you avoid when they're in little bowls sitting at the bar. Yeah, because you'll just those. eat them and eat them and eat them, and then you're really thirsty. Yeah. Also, they're gross because they've been sitting on a bar and had a million fingers in them. Yes, like so many other things that sit on bars. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's heaps and heaps of different flavors you need to keep in mind when you're <laughs> pairing pairing food with wine. 
but really you only need to think about six of them. You've got fat, you've got bitter, you've got sweet, you've got acid, salt, and the last one is uh, piquant or spiciness. Never heard of the word piquant before? No, spiciness I was aware of. Yeah, but I think they're not talking about chi- like spiciness like chili. I think they're just talking about spices. Yeah, like the that spicy flavour inherent in certain wines like a Shiraz or a Cab Sav. Yeah, or wines, sorry not wines, or spiciness like a curry without the heat. Or like a well-seasoned lamb. Oh yes, like a well-seasoned lamb, yes, that's, yep. that's better. Because a curry without the heat is not a curry. No, a curry without heat is boring. If I haven't said it already, I'm going to edit out the sounds of us eating because I I know that people don't like that sound. Yes, so moved on to the second pairing, which is... The musket and the brie. So I've just had some brie and now I'm going to have some musket. Because I, I was really disappointed with it last week because it was it didn't have a lot of flavour. But how does it compare with having it now with cheese, with the, the brie? Well, obviously I now need to follow up with more yeah. to get the full effect. But I think already, already it was better. I definitely saw some improvement to the flavour profile because the, uh, there's a complexity to the flavour of the brie that the musket lacks. Right. Well, that's good. And the textures sort of complement each other. The brie is smooth, the musket is smooth. Hmm. I do love a good brie. That's really funny. So, <laughs> your chewing is so loud, it pick- my microphone picks it up. Wow. <laughs> these these crackers. Things. These crackers They're are so, so loud that my <laughs> microphone picks it up. That's Im- I'm impressed. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, the three different styles of wine have different tasting components. The The red wines have more bitter or predominantly bitter flavours, followed up by acid and then sweet in the background. White sparkling and rosé wines have a lot of acid as the dominant flavour, followed up by sweet and then bitterness in the background. And then you've got your sweet wines with sweetness in the foreground, acid, and then bitterness in the background. So keeping those things in mind, having strong bitter flavours followed by uh, acidic flavours, like your tannins, it makes sense to have a... Am I hearing sounds? No, there there was a a horn. Right. I'm not imagining things. No. Foggy? Someone just honking. Yeah, so if... For a red wine with the bitterness and the acid flavours in the foreground, it makes more sense to have it paired with a barbecue steak or roast chicken because they they also have strong flavours. Like your chicken will have strong uh, spicy spiciness, strong piquant, and uh, what else does it have? Saltiness. Mm, yeah, depending on depending on whether it's like a Woolworths roast chicken or not. Yeah, and if you've made it yourself, depending on what sauce you choose to put on it. Because and, and the, the thing that it all comes down to is which drink is it, and not just is it chicken, but how did you prepare the chicken? Yeah. Are they spicy wings? Is it a barbecue chicken? Is it barbecue chicken in a marinade? Is it... What is that marinade? Like, is it is it honey soy chicken from a Chinese restaurant? Is it sweet and sour pork? Is it... Uh, is it... Death wings from <laughs> death your wings. local... Because you know, obviously if you're going to a place that sells wings and have something called death wings and you want the perfect thing to drink with it, funnily enough, a Shiraz would actually go quite well. Or a Malbec. Or a Malbec, yes. Yeah, hmm. Something with a strong flavour that has a bit of spice to it itself. Yeah. And 
instead of eating your face off, the Shiraz or Malbec will eat the face off the spice. To, to some extent. I mean, obviously, <laughs> anything called death wings, you're not going to melt it too much with a wine. No, I think it's just going to steamroller over it, over yeah. anything else. But you still get those subtle flavors. I, I have uh, scorpion sauce at home. Jeez. That, uh, you know, they recommend no more than one drop per liter of food. Holy moly. And even even that very strong spicy flavor, though, even that very strong spicy flavor, when I've put in more drops, because I, I quite like some really spicy things, and when I've added, uh, you know, a couple of drops to something, the right red wine can still, if you mix it with something that complements it, then you can kind of increase your ability to withstand it and not need to attempt to nullify it. So I'm about to start on the brie and musket. I've been um, eyeing it off all night because I love brie. Yes, and on account of how insanely crunchy these things are that we're eating them on, I'm actually thinking that I may have to have some of the brie without yeah. the crunchy thing so that I can not make the noise because that <laughs> it's so loud. And potentially I think that the crunchy thing may be ruining the way these should be bouncing off each other. Right. It actually tastes a little bit better today, the um, the musket. Yeah, I think with um, without the cracker that we've been eating the brie on, the brie does actively add some complexity to the flavour of the musket. It does. They they actually do complement each other really well. Hmm. So that bottle of musket's going to last me a while then if I only ever drink it when I'm having brie. When you're having brie, yes. <laughs> yeah, so certainly something that we've discovered here is not necessarily... The drink doesn't necessarily need to have... A stronger flavor than the food, but as long as one of them does, hmm. it can complement. Well, I would still the say other. that I would still say the musket has a stronger flavor than the brie. It's just not complex. Correct. Mm. And the flavors the brie does have fill in the gaps that the musket has. Yeah. So, dear listeners, we we hope you're picking up odd tidbits from this conversation we're having to yeah. to help you work out how to pair things better as you decide what to consume with what yeah i mean everyone knows all the all the big ones we've mentioned so far uh let's i don't know list off a couple more of uh well-known pairings uh, cognac and i think in we mentioned this in our brandy and cognac episode uh fruit cognac and fruits de mer it's uh, a plate of seafood fruit mm. of the ocean well and of course uh brandy and pudding yep is a very well-known one, and even uh, musket and pudding, as we mentioned in the musket episode. Yeah, uh, you've got bourbon and pickled vegetables. Uh, you've got rye and sushi nig- nigiri, or just uh, a light-flavored whiskey and sushi. Yeah, yeah. I, I could, I could see that I, Japanese I could whiskey see that we as had. Well. Going really well with sushi. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can also see um, a good sake going well with... Oh, absolutely. ...sushi, but of course it's rice being paired with a rice wine. Mm. But also the flavours are complex but subtle and would go so well with, you know, the mixture of seaweed and fish and... Yeah, no, I, I see that, I see that. Mm. Uh, this uh, website says we can pair Añejo tequila with lamb tacos yeah I, I think after you've had tequila any taco tastes good doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> well añejo tequila is meant to be the better tequila rather than just straight up tequila well yes but you still drink it straight up that's yeah that's the way to drink tequila i mean just like regular old tequila mm. that has not much flavor and is yeah. mostly burn and on uh, on taco tuesday yeah 
There's a um, well. Another note with the sweet fortifieds. Port goes well with blue cheese. Yes, port goes really well with blue cheese. Which makes sense. That strong, musty sort of flavor. Mm. The mushroomy fungal flavor that it has, with the sweet, strong flavor of mm. the port. Yeah, that oaky, rich flavor. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And of course, all these sweet drinks like brandy and port and um, musket go fantastic with Christmas cake. Oh, of course, because Christmas cake is itself both sweet and savoury. Mm. Though mostly sweet. I mean, it's a cake. And yeah, often, who, who are we kidding? <laughs> yeah, and often it has brandy in it. Mm. A good Christmas cake already has brandy in it. And if you drink brandy with it, it's just brandy, cake and brandy. So we've, we've finished eating our cheese and drinking our chocolate, eating our cheese and chocolate and musket and Shiraz. So that that brings us to the end of our episode. So be sure to join us next time when we talk about Irish whiskey. Irish whiskey. So we're going all the way to Ireland. All the way to Ireland to talk about uh, their whiskey. I'm sure the Scottish will be jealous that we're talking about Irish whiskey first, but this is how the ball rolls. Yeah, it, it is. So um, if you liked this episode or anything else or if you didn't like it or if you just want to send us an email for any reason at all yeah send it to us a good drop at gmail.com we're on facebook a good drop podcast you can also find us on apple podcasts i think that's what it's now called we are a good drop all about alcohol and you can also find us as that on your favorite podcast app including podbean Yep, and of course, we're at our website, agooddrop.com.au. Can't forget the old website. Can't forget the old website. So uh, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Share the love, spread the news. And uh, be sure to join us next time. Yeah. Until then, I'm Michael. And I'm Stu. Cheers. Cheers.